Aloha, this is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your title, Mr. Miyagi. Do you remember Karate Kid? I mean, how could any of us ever miss that? Even if you've never heard about the Karate Kid movies, you've, you may have seen Mr. Miyagi. You've seen it in commercials. You've, you, it's one of those text emoji kind of things or whatever's on those uh, <clears throat> things there that you could just like post some kind of a, a thing of uh, Mr. Miyagi or Daniel Son or, you know, something like that. So remember the Karate Kid with the wax on, wax off Daniel Son wax on so okay before before we touch on this let, let, let that just sit for a moment do you remember karate kid the movie you remember the wax on the wax off thing with uh daniel son there mr miyagi instructing him let that sit for a moment put that on the shelf and just let it resonate up there the idea of doing things we don't really enjoy doing but kind of have no choice we have to do them anyway we signed up for boot camp and you know why are we doing all this but yet we've got to uh, finish if we want to pass uh, school uh, college a uh, job so many things we might not exactly like what we're doing or like part of what we're doing there's stuff in our lives that we may not like doing who likes studying i mean there would be yeah, some people that do like studying and find joy in studying. And then there's uh, people that can't stand studying. It's grueling. And then others, uh, like we say, they enjoy those things. So, doing things that we don't really uh, enjoy doing. We're not being abused or anything. No one's... No one's uh, making us necessarily do something that we don't want to do is just something that's uncomfortable that we have to do to win that we have to do to get the the paycheck that we have to do to make the recipe work we have to blend the product in by hand you can't just use one of those blenders it just doesn't work right you have to do the the mix this way i don't know it could be something you have to add the the gasoline additive this way and it it's, it's just a, you know, it's different. I'd rather do it this way or rather not do it at all or however it may be. It's just there's things that, that, that we are doing that we really don't enjoy or things in our life that you could just think all through our life that we didn't really enjoy, but we did them. And let that resonate. <clears throat> because what happened what happened is, is that maybe we had no choice and we get blessed in the aftermath. Aftermath. Aftermath class? I don't know, maybe. Kinda. Kinda. So aftermath, if we were to look up, I just, you know, maybe you should look that up. I mean, maybe it's easy for you to see, but just, to, just let God speak to you right there, just in this word alone. Aftermath. Aftermath. Yeah. Even the way that the word is separated, I believe God can, can, could speak to you. And, and we could go reaching out and you'd be like, Whoa, okay, you're reaching out a little bit there, man. Like, it's a little bit too far for me. Whoa, these Jesus freak people, you're just like, hey, this is above my pay grade. But no, just let it resonate and, let, and let, don't, don't harden your heart to it. And, and don't get all puffed up and, and, and let all those things get in your way. 
They could be stumbling blocks for us. We should be joyous. And how is someone joyful going to just stand up and be all proud and be like, oh, no, we don't do that. No, Jesus is and the kind of attitude Jesus would want us to have is to be the kind to go to, to go and minister to the sinners, not not come up and, and, and put a flag in the middle of the thing and say, no plane here. There's there's no plane on this grass. Can't you guys see? Keep off the grass. It's a rule. It's a sign. It's right there. Here's my new flag. And now this has to happen. Keep off the grass. So. The, the, the aftermath, you know, what, what could be the aftermath? The, uh, listen, this is so neat. This is a, a second growth crop, also called uh, a rowan. <laughs> you know, uh, consequence uh, result is a consequence or a result uh, stricken with guilt as the aftermath uh, of an accident. You know, the period immediately following a usually urinous uh, event in, in the aftermath of war. Wow. So aftermath. I, I believe God wants us to see that word just be 3D right in front of you. Aftermath. Amen. Aftermath. Wow. So, 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 so. So after math class, after the math is done, after math Aftermath is coming for you. So tune in as God speaks to you in his word today, in this word. Amen. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's look in Luke chapter 4, verses 16 through 32. Praise God. Amen. Luke chapter 4, verses 16 through 32. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Just do it. Just do it this way, okay? Are, are you ready? Come on, just do it this way, okay? Are, are you sure? Are you ready? J- just do it this way, okay? Look, look, look. This is what I'm trying to say. J- just take the paintbrush, okay? And paint up the fence like this. You, you see, you see, yeah, yeah. You can see it. Can you see it? You paint up the fence like this, right? Yeah. And, and you want to turn your wrist up like that, yeah? You can see that, right? And then turning the wrist down, yeah? Make sense? Or you could have your palm up. Or just put your hand out like you're saying, wait. And then just let the, let the hand go dead. And then just lift your hand up and that's painting. And then down, just hold your hand as far back as you can and then move it down. And you can imagine if you had a paintbrush in your hand, you're painting up the fence and painting down the fence. Using the wrist, yeah. Just trying to make it as simple as we can, but get that feel. That, see yourself painting this fence. What what kind of paint is it? I wonder. Is it blue? What is it? Is it pink? Is it a purple fence? What color is it? I wonder. My fence is blue. I'm painting up. I'm painting. I don't even know why I'm doing this. I don't really enjoy painting. I mean, what is this? Okay, it's blue. That's kind of cool. That's about it. I just, I don't really enjoy painting this fence. What a waste of time. I wanted to be practicing karate. Huh? I wanted to be practicing. I wanted to learn something. I wanted something to work. I wanted my life to be different. I, I wanted a different job. I, I, I did it this way. I do it this. Uh, what? None of this stuff that I worked on, the, the college degree isn't getting me. I, it's not where I need to be. Or maybe I need to change my 
degree program. Maybe I need a, a, a different way to look at this. I don't know. It's just this this painting up and painting down. This waxing on, wax off. I I don't get it. It just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. I think I'm wasting I'm wasting time. I'm not sure. Praise God. But let's look in Luke uh, chapter four, verse sixteen through thirty-two. Praise God. Yeah. Paint up, paint down. You got it, okay? Then. So praise God. Let's get in here. So he, so he came to Nazareth where he had uh, been brought up, and uh, as it was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, and he unrolled the scroll and found, you know, found the place uh, where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, the Messiah, because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to announce, to release, to pardon forgiveness to the captives, and the recovery of the sight to the blind. To set free those who are oppressed, downtrodden, bruised, crushed by tragedy. To proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. The day when the salvation and the favor of God abound greatly. Then he rolled up the scroll and having stopped in the middle of a verse, he gave it back to the attendant and sat down to teach. And the eyes of all those in the synagogue were attentively fixed on him. He began speaking to them. Today, this scripture has been, fu- has been fulfilled in you hearing. And in your, has been fulfilled in you hearing and in your presence. And he, as he continued on, they all were speaking, you know, <clears throat> they were all speaking uh, well of him and, and we're in awe and we're wondering about the, the words of grace which are coming from his lips and they were saying is this not Joseph's son? Uh, so he, he said to them you will, you will no doubt quote this proverb to me physician heal yourself whatever miracles that we uh, heard were done were done by you in Capernaum do hear in your hometown as well. And he said, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, no prophet is welcome in his hometown. But in truth, I say to you, there were many windows. There were more, I'm sorry, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah. When the sky was closed up for three years and six months, and when a great famine came over all the land, and when, <clears throat> and yet Elijah was not sent by the Lord to a single one of them, but only Zarephath. Only Zarephath in the land of Sidon. To, to a woman who was a widow. So in, in, in all the land, there was there was great famine all over the land, and yet Elijah was not sent by the Lord to not one single one of them, but <clears throat> but to I'm sorry, but to a single one, not to all of them, but to a single one of them, but only to Zarephath in the land of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow, and there 
There were many lepers in Israel in the time of Elijah as a, as a, as a prophet. And not one of them was cleansed by being healed. And not one of them uh, was cleansed by, by being healed except Nahum, the Syrian. One. Something going on here? As they heard these things about God's grace uh, <clears throat> to these two uh, Gentiles, the people in the synagogue were filled with great rage. And then they got up and drove him out of the city. And they led him to the crest on, uh, the, crest on the hill where they were going, <clears throat> on which their city you know, had been built in order to hurl him down off the cliff. They brought him to the cliff you know, to, you know, to just throw him off. Yeah, they just brought him up to the, to hurl him off down the cliff. But passing miraculously through the crowd on his way, he had came down from uh, from the Nazareth. So he slipped away, you know, <clears throat> from the hills of the Nazareth to Capernaum, a city of Galilee on the, the shore of the sea, where he was uh, teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were surprised, almost overwhelmed at his teaching because his message was given with authority and power and great ability. Wow. Are you, his teaching was that um, just intense that, that it had, uh, you know, that it, that it had given, you know, authority and power and great ability in the message. To what? To change hearts? Wow, there's just so much going on there. To heal people. Sometimes, I'm telling you, brother, sometimes all it takes is a word. Jesus spoke these things and they drove him out and tried to throw him off a cliff. At first they were excited and in awe and then it's like, wait a second. This, 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 this was a wonderful message from Jesus to the people. We must not look. Uh, we must not overlook that that before Jesus presented these words, he was challenged. He was challenged and was prepared. I don't think Jesus would have slipped away even without uh, this uh, testing and fasting beforehand. I just don't think Jesus would have slipped away as easily as he did. I don't think that the outcome would have been the same. I don't think that he would have been preaching and teaching, you know, in there and then go to the, the, the ocean side and be teaching on the hillside there. I don't think that any of that, I don't think that he would have had the, the, the energy and the, the anointing and the, the veracity in his teaching and it wouldn't have been that strong as they were saying to have uh, great power and authority and ability in the message and that's what we need in teaching and that's what's missing from a from the, the the teachings that's what's missing from our messages is the is the the authority and the power we're like well i wait a minute i don't have the authority we start uh, i don't have so 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 look at this it, it, something that could start picking away at our authority is, well, maybe you're not educated enough, so you don't have the authority to say that. You're not saying that in, in Jesus' name, so you don't have the authority. You're not with Grace Bible Church, so you can uh, you don't have the authority. You're not with Cornerstone uh, Church, you know, you, you don't have the authority. You're not with the, you know, uh, you know, Greek Orthodox Church. You're not with the Russian Orthodox Church. You're not with the Antiochian Orthodox Church. You can't, uh, you know, preach the message. 
Okay? You don't have the, the authority. Okay? And, and, and so then obviously you don't have the power. If you don't have authority, you don't have any power. And then obviously you don't even have any ability in your message, in your teaching, in your dealings at all. And many of us can look in the mirror in our ministry and say, that's right. I don't have any authority. I'm letting these things in my life challenge me. I, I don't need any of that. I don't need anything but Jesus. All those things are great. It's great to get all these things and get, you know, educated and get immersed in education and, and go, uh, go, go around, go the other way, go to the other nation uh, of being immersed and, and being educated and go to the next nation of being educated and, and just keep being immersed in, in that knowledge and soaking it up like a sponge. That's great. But it's all meaningless without a spirit-filled message. We, we ha- we're having a spirited, you know, worship. Everyone's in spirit. It's not, it's not in spirit. It's not in spirited worship. Yeah. We're, we're all in some kind of spirit, but the spirit has left the building and we need the spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. A workman needeth not be ashamed. Study to show thyself approved. Set the Bible on the shelf to show thyself approved. A workman needeth not be ashamed because there you go. Just leave it on the shelf. It'll be fine. You know, you got the Bible app. Just look at a few verses and it's okay. You don't need to worry about it. Study to show thyself approved. The word of God stands true. Let every man be a liar and let God be true. Amen. Study to show thyself approved. A workman needeth not be ashamed correctly. Handling the word of truth correctly. Dividing the word of truth correctly. Holding the word of God. Wait, is it on the floor? Why is the Bible on the floor? The infallible word of God and we just set it on the floor? Don't you ever set that thing on the floor again. It's a pet peeve of mine, but you don't have to follow it. Just saying, it's the word of God. I mean, it surely shouldn't be sitting on the floor. But some of us can think, well, that floor needs a blessing. Okay? We don't have to be chopping each other up all the time. You can be blessed by that. Amen? The Spirit has left the building. We've having spirited worship, but not the Spirit. The Holy Spirit has left the building. We're having, we're, we're having something that's supposed to be church, but uh, the Spirit has left the building. Amen. Amen. What a wonderful message from Jesus to the people. Isn't that something? With the authority and the power and the great ability. But it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened. I don't even think, like I was saying, I don't think Jesus would have slipped away. I don't think Jesus would have did much of anything. You know, that would have been fruitful. You know, we must. Uh, you know, we must. We must understand that uh, we must not overlook that before Jesus was presented. You know, before he presented those words, before he presents, before these words even hit you today, there was something that happened before this could even come to you today. That there was there was a, an event that happened 
that, that, that opened the doors so that you could hear this message right now, today. So that you could get your blessing today. So that doors could be opened for you today. So that you could look in the mirror and see that I've been through some just tumultuous uh, things. Just just horrendous things have been, have been, have been going through. Just, I, I'm in quicksand even now. And, and I'm seeking and I'm scared and I don't know what to do. And I, I just I, I keep getting deeper and deeper and, and, and I just don't know. I'm hopeful that, that I'm hoping I'm hoping that that maybe this quicksand has a bottom floor and I'm actually touching it and and I'm just freaking out for nothing. But I believe in even that analogy and even that example, however you want to put it, even in that. That some of us, even though we would be touching solid floor, we would sink down and squat into a sitting position. And we would put our lives in park. And we would be suffocating in the quicksand. Drowning in solids. Drowning in doubts, drowning in despair and pain, drowning. And maybe for some of us, we 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 see that uh, this is what we need. We must understand that we need this. We need to be reminded that this is what has to happen. We must not overlook that before any of this could happen is that Jesus, before these words could even be spoken, that Jesus, he was challenged and he's, he was prepared. We must, we must prepare to give the message of, the, of, of following Jesus. We, we must prepare and, and, and we, must, we must get immersed in God's word to understand what we're talking about. We must take the, 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 the good news what, what is the good news? We must take that good news. We don't walk up to them with uh, Leviticus or, 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 you know, we don't walk up to them with, with something like that, the book of Job or something and be like, okay, this is what we're talking. I mean, but we could bless people and speak to them to that. That's fine. The word of God can, it can, can move people's lives. But without the gospel, without the gospel, I mean, without understanding that, that teaching about Jesus and understanding uh, the whole picture, the birth, the death, the creation, understanding, tell the whole story, the whole story, the whole good news. And then the aftermath. There's a story of the aftermath. But before we even get there, beforehand, we must understand that we must prepare we must prepare for these things. Jesus, uh, you know, Jesus, you know, uh, you know, <clears throat> we must prepare to give the message of Jesus and following Jesus, not just pick up banners or some kind of a witnessing pamphlets and just pass them around and we're good. That's it. We have a comfort zone there and that's fine. I just pass out a pamphlet. I don't even have to say anything. The pamphlet has everything on it for me. I'm, I'm, that's easy. Okay. Now I got one on my crown in heaven. That's good. Maybe I'll have a, a VHS uh, system or something in heaven. I, I don't know. Uh, obviously, it would be way better than that. God forgive me for using that as an example. I'm sure it would be the most 
pimp thing you could ever think of. Uh, but uh, we could look at that and scrutinize on the validity of you getting a crown by passing out a pamphlet. Uh, but it could be that very well that someone could be led to Christ by reading that pamphlet. So don't uh, cut yourself short if that's all you're doing. But witnessing pamphlets, you know, just passing them out without the interaction, you know, that we got to get, we got to do more. Some kind of uh, paper note, maybe even a post-it or something or a text. For most of us today, it would be text pictures or some kind of post nowadays. We are social media, not having social interaction. So those pamphlets, those witnessing pamphlets, uh, I mean, what next? We probably won't even have email. Not to rant, I'm just saying, but uh, pamphlets, I, you know, it might be something that uh, we need to go back to. I understand the printing and all the stuff, gasp, all this stuff. And, ah, it seems chaos. Guess what? God works in chaos. That's chaos? Yeah, for some people, it's nuts. You know, some things like uh, a piece of sand. Just one little grain of sand could be nuts for somebody. They will just go nuts. If that little tiny grain of sand is on their counter at their house or something or somewhere, they, they, that little speck of sand, speck of dust, they will go nuts. Meticulous. Minute, minute little detail. Just a speck of dust. A speck of dust. So we're just... Texting these people or posting on their thing, you know, Jesus saves. This is how we're witnessing now. We're not having social interaction. Everything is basically, you know, at a comfortable distance with less commitment needed from, you know, our busy, overloaded lives of scrolling and selfing and, and you know, selfing and gaming and doing all these stuns that fun, uh, fun things. They're, they're, they're fun. Yeah. Theme park life. It's fine. We do plenty of selfing, yeah? Don't we? We do plenty of selfing no matter what we're selfing. That's selfing. It's, life is pretty much a selfie now, huh? It's, a, it's, a, it's selfie. Now everyone, you know, I, I remember, you know, we do plenty of selfing, yeah? But I, I remember not too many years ago we'd hear, uh, we'd hear, I'm doing me kind of stuff. I'm doing me now. I'm doing me now kind of stuff. That, that was like, it was like the headline. It's like, I'm doing me. You know, and it's not anything nasty. It's like, I, I'm doing me. This is it. I, I'm working on my life, the things that I need. I, I'm working. I'm doing me. I'm working my. It's all about me, you know. And you can tell that, okay, you've been through some stuff, some kind of divorce, setback, or whatever. Something, you know, you've been in a broken relationship, this, that, a, a family, whatever. Ah, oh, we can start getting all that. But the thing is, is that, uh, now everyone is doing a, a selfie life. It's like we are, we are all stuck in an AOL.com working hours upon hours of building MySpace. <laughs> Remember that? MySpace. Nevertheless, we are wasting our valuable resources, uh, respect, you know, money, our time, which is... That's some of us. That's all we got left is time, and we're wasting it. And we have become spiritually sick by doing these things. Spiritually sick. We have sick faith. Jesus prepared for his teaching. 
Jesus prepared, prepared for his teaching and he didn't fall for any of the satanic tricks or distractions from the devil that most of us fall prey to. Yeah. If we don't stand for something, we'll fall for anything. Well, oh, I like that. It's such a good phrase. Yeah. yeah. That's the truth, though. All these things aren't just phrases. They're the truth. If you do not stand for something, you will fall for anything. It's true. Well, I'm not doing... Hey, I might as well, you know. I keep it 100, yeah? Really? Uh, maybe so. I'm not making fun of you. I'm just saying... <laughs> 100%, right? You tell everything, but that's not the truth. <clears throat> Jesus prepared for his teaching. He didn't fall. Just like that could be a satanic attack, a trick, or a distraction, see, from the devil. Follow me uh, in, in this... Uh, tempting of Jesus. Amen. Same book. We're looking in Luke here. Isn't this funny? This is before the previous passage of Luke 16, 32. Luke chapter 4, verses uh, 16 through 32, we were reading earlier. They were driving people. Jesus came in and read from the scrolls. Fulfilled prophecy right there. Kind of fronted on them a little bit. It's like, you know, you expect for all these people to, to get this. But just, I just came for one of them. I just came for my, uh, that's my one. That's my one of 99. I'm, I come for you. And I believe Jesus come for you today. And that's what maybe he was speaking to you in that message previous of the previous chapter of Luke chapter 4 verse 16 through 32. That there were people that Jesus was focusing on. You'd expect him to heal the famine through the land, but he came for one widow. There is utter chaos all around you and God has come to you, you see. That's the message. That's the idea. That's what God wants you to hear in that, okay? You don't have to fumble around for it and look for books and go to the library, Google for 36 hours of, you know, and, and pray for 14 days, you know. Maybe, yes, pray for 14 days and, and continue 14 days after that, thus for the rest of your life. Continue to pray. Pray without ceasing. That's the Word of God. That's exactly what it says, okay? That's exactly what the Word of God says. So no, don't stop praying. Continue to pray. Should I stop praying about this? Did God answer the prayer yet? Well, it must be a no. Then no, he doesn't. That's not what that means. Oh, ye of little faith, today could be the day. So that's what we got to say. Do we, do, do, do we get prepared for, for, we need to get prepared for our faith so that we could be, you know, ready to stand against the devil's uh, satanic tricks and his distractions. The things that he will distract us, he will distract us, he will deceive us, he will discourage us. And there we will, we, we will be just done. And then he will devour us. from stepping into our purpose. But follow me in the tempting of Jesus in Luke. Now Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit to the wild. Wait a minute, the Spirit led him here? The Spirit led Jesus for 40 days in the wilderness and nights and he was tested by the devil. The Spirit led him 
to where he'd be tested. He ate nothing during those days. And when the time was up and he was hungry, the devil, playing on his hunger, gave the first test. So wait a minute. He waited. He strategically waited until he was at his last bid and was hungry, like seriously hungry. The devil's playing on his hunger and gave the first test. Since you're God's son, command this stone to be turned into a loaf of bread. Sometimes all it takes is a suggestion for us to do the things that we shouldn't do. That little red guy on your shoulder. It's like, well, maybe you should. And the other one, we don't even know what color the other one is. Maybe there isn't even one there. Or maybe we have so much buildup in our ear there that we need to clean it out. Amen, clean it out. Wow, so there it is. The, the devil's a playing on his hung, hungering and gave him the first, you know, uh, command. Since you're God's son, okay? There, he's like, it's like he's making fun of him. Since you're God's son, command this stone to be turned into a loaf of bread. Auto-suggestion. Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy. It takes more than bread to really live. Praise God. The word used the word word up that's good stuff it takes more than bread to really live for the second test he led him up to and spread out all the kingdoms of the earth on display at once and the devil said they're yours in all their splendor to serve your pleasure I'm in charge of them and uh, I can turn them over to whomever I wish worship me and they're yours the whole works you can have the world and everything in it there was a little boy that was told in a store one time that he could have everything in the store anything that he wanted shopping spree all the toys just come into the bathroom for a moment you have all these toys just this thing you have the whole world in all its splendor just worship me the devil said Worship me and they're yours, the whole works. But Jesus refused. Jesus refused again, backing up his refusal with Deuteronomy. Worship the Lord your God and the Lord your God only. Worship the Lord your God and the Lord your God only. Serve him with absolute single-heartedness. Amen. Worship the Lord your God and only the Lord your God. Serve him with absolute single-heartedness. For the third test, the devil took him to Jerusalem and put him on the top of the temple. And he said, 
if you're God's son, <laughs> if you're God's son, jump. It is written, isn't it? That he has placed you, uh, he has placed you in the care of angels to protect you. They will catch you and you won't so much as stub your toe on a stone. Yes, said Jesus. And it is also written, don't you dare tempt the Lord your God. Praise God. I love that uh, verse right there, that passage of it, of <clears throat> don't you dare tempt the Lord your God. And what's so cool about it is that completed the testing. Don't you dare tempt the Lord your God. I mean, enough is enough. <laughs> that was the showstopper. That completed the testing. The devil retreated. You know, you know, the devil had treated temporary lying in wait for what? For another opportunity to do something. And that's found in Luke. Now, this is beforehand. This is in Luke chapter 1, verses 1, or, or Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. The same chapter, the beginning of the chapter, Jesus is tested. Yeah. If you're not tested, if you're not fasting and praying for something, then how can we be fully charged? And how can we get anointed if we're not getting immersed into God's word? If we're not doing those things, we cannot be pures. We must be doers of the word. We've heard it. We've heard it. We've heard it. We've heard it. And folks, we are running out of time and we are just running out of time. And time is all we've got left. We have got to reposition ourselves. We've got to change the way that we're thinking, change the way that we're feeling, and that truly will ultimately change the world around us. I, if we could just continually, this could be our speech for the day, to change the way we're thinking. It will change the way that we're feeling. We have to change the, the, the group groups that we're around. We have to reposition ourselves. We can't be around those people. It's crab mentality. They're pulling us down in life. It's not that we're trying to be all puffed up. We've got to move forward. Imagine if you're, you're in the middle of the ocean and you're drowning, you could barely swim and all these people come up to hang on you. You've got to save yourself and swim to shore. And that's the job when they drop us all in the water. We're not supposed to pile up on each other and drown each other. We're supposed to swim to shore, right? You don't need a swim buddy for that. But you got one, and he's always there. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Yea, he will uphold you. Amen. Wax on and wax off. Keep on keeping on. Don't quit. Life is full of quitters. Amen. Reposition yourself. Change the negative mindset, the negative ways of thinking, the negative ways of reacting to things. We've got to change the way that we're reacting to them. That's why the pain's in our bodies, because the way that we react to things. When we're doing the work, we're, we're tightening up and we're tense. We're thinking. We're not thinking correctly. Do you understand it's all in our mind? Do you know the whole thing that Jesus was going through was about, it was a battle of the mind, the battlefield of the mind. Battlefieldology 101, boom. Time stamp it today. It begins again. Battlefieldology. Do all you could do to stand. Not do all you could do to sit at the bottom of the pit in quicksand. You stand. Reach. Climb out. Get out. Crawl out. Cry for help if you need to. 
but quit and and just go in Indian style and just sit? No. At the bottom and wait to drown? No. No. Give up now? Stop? File the papers now? No. Turn in my resignation? No, not yet. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added unto you. All the answers of all these questions, all these difficult things. If you just seek God, you will get them. There could be a trial. Man, 40 days and you can't wait three minutes, four hours, six days? 22 minutes from now? Wax on, wax off. Paint up, paint down. You see, so no matter, no matter our squabbles, our trials, no matter the chaos, no matter the past, the present, the future, all of it, we are literally in the palm of the hands of our holy, awesome God. And if we can just put our trust, if you can just put your trust in Him, look closer at ourselves. Look closer at yourself, at some minute details that that you may have overlooked, that we may, may have overlooked. Whoever you are out there, maybe you've overlooked something. Maybe you've been painting fences or doing stuff we'd we'd find useless. Or unrealistic, or, or, or unreliable, stressful, maybe even painful. Maybe it was fun, but we don't think we deserve to be doing that. Maybe there's another side to it. Maybe there is a backside of better. What are we going to do with the time that we have left? But maybe, but maybe, but maybe, just maybe, God has been teaching us through all of this, through His Word, through, through the job, through the small painting of the fence, the replacing the boards, the working the night shift, the typing, the, the, the webgrams, all the stuff, whatever it is, the, the things, the, the work, the, 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 the scratching on the chalkboard stuff in our lives. Nothing's been wasted. Whatever it is, the painting of the small fence, the, the boards working on this job, this business, or whatever it may be. Nothing's been wasted in your life. Nothing's been wasted in your life. Nothing. Nothing's been wasted in your life. Your life is about to be turned completely around from obscurity to kingdom status. From bankruptcy to blocking the punch. To waxing off and now I blocked the punch. To painting the fence, now I blocked the punch. To painting the fence, now you have that new car because a bank loan came through. To 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 <clears throat> to block the punch, to to paint the fence, to, to you didn't need the loan. Somebody bought the car for you. God works in mysterious ways. We should all know that by now that God works in mysterious ways. But God is true. God never breaks covenant and God will come through. And, and we're waiting. It's like, wait a minute. Every message is about God doing something. God is always doing something. Just because you hear a message all the time about God doing stuff doesn't mean that it's not true. 
because God is doing stuff. God is awakening. God is healing. And God, that's his whole message that if you want any power, if you want any validity, if you want anything to hold ground, to, to have power, to have agility, if you want anything to do the, the to do this race, to fight this war, Whatever, the, whatever it may be, to fight this chaos, to fight no matter what it is, this giant, to bring this giant down, whatever it may be. Wait a minute. I'm just painting a fence, but I just... That door just opened. We're going to be able to move into the house. Oh my God, they're, they're, you're going to be able to adopt the kids now. It just opened up. I mean, you feel the warmth all over your body. The belief is what unlocked it. You, what? It's just, you feel the warmth all over your body. It's changing. Life is changing. Wait, I, I don't feel so so stressed. I don't feel the anxiety. I feel free. I feel like I, I feel alive. Like I'm reborn. A new day has come. His mercies are new every morning. So see, I believe God wanted to point out that something you've been doing or some things you've been doing or many various things in your life, it's not been wasted. It isn't unreliable or it isn't just, it, it, it may be unreliable and stressful and painful even, but maybe, just maybe God has been teaching us through that, through that job, the small painting of that fence, yeah, all that stuff of whatever it is that nothing has been wasted and God is going to use those things to change us from obscurity to kingdom status, from bankruptcy, you know, to, to billionaire. Amen. New levels, new devils. Nothing's going to be easy. Don't think you're just going to walk in there and everything's going to be a cakewalk. That's not it. It'd be a whole new thing, a whole new cycle, seasons, ups and downs. You still got to go to the doctor. Things are going to happen. You're not going to be walking on water every day. And maybe you will. But that's who God is looking for is water walkers. Not to wait to be, to be called by name. But just to understand that you've been called. Why are we waiting for our name to be called when you've been called? You've been called according to his plan and his purpose. God is on the move. God is God is in the move. Wax on, wax off. God is in the move. Wait a minute, this whole uh, motion of the hand. Wait, God is in the move. God was in that. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Amen. Wow, God is in the the movement. Wax on, wax off from bad credit to creditor, from uncertainty to plain factual truths, truths that you are about to step into a new season, a new season of change and growth, and God will be glorified through your life, being blessed so magnanimous you shake the mainstream media on a new revival to the world and pouring out 
of the Holy Spirit's anointing and the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. This, right now in this moment, has begun to flow into your ears and into your spirit, into your very flesh. You are literally glowing with grace. In Jesus' name, receive that. Receive that in Jesus' name. Remember remember Daniel's son's doubting? Until he actually, it was brought to his mind. Now, wait a minute. All that stuff that you were going through? Look, this is what it really is. See? I can't have you sitting in a round table of businessmen. Unless you knew what it was like to be wiping that table and vacuuming that floor. Now, the entire building is yours. And now you have to deal with everything. Not just the table. (laughs) Hey, you prayed for it. You wanted a new level. You, You wanted a status that would just be, you know, obnoxious. And that's what God's looking for, is for us to not not necessarily be obnoxious, but something just blatantly, obnoxiously present. Not 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 bothering anybody. Just hey, maybe I want to pray in school. How about that? Maybe we should talk about that a little bit, huh? Hey, praying in school, you know, the thing that you took away from us. You know, all these things that we just take a seat on, we could actually get plugged into the Word of God and let God lead us. Okay, they built 10-inch walls, and now what? We're afraid uh, because it's the media. Now now God is telling us no different than He did before. Here, take these little bugles, and I want you to march around that place. Whatever specific orders He's giving and he can bring the walls down. Wait a minute, they're not 10 inch thick now. Now they're 45 inches thick, right? Oh, that's impossible. It's impossible. Like it was impossible for those people to be able to, you know, because they didn't have the the the, the right structure that they were looking for. They didn't have the right financial uh, portfolio that the people were looking for. And now look, you're able to adopt those children and it was impossible. It really wasn't a good fit. But your spiritual life is. Now look at you. God answered your prayers. God answered your prayers. Isn't that cool that God actually knew where you were going to be at to hear that right there? Isn't that neat? Or the person that you need to tell that to, yeah? God knows. God is just awesome. God is awesome. God is an awesome God, isn't he? So whatever that was, it seemed unrealistic. That's just unrealistic. It's you're, it's it's unreliable. Man, it's just kind of stressful to do. I just don't see it's even painful. I don't see how that could be my, you know, I don't see how that could be useful. But it hasn't been wasted. None of it has. Not even the pain that you've been through has been wasted. Because now you could go witness to someone and tell them, I know what it's like. Look, I don't know exactly how you're feeling, but I know what it's like to be in pain. Like Jesus is trying to tell us, I know what it's like to be tempted. I know what it's like to be tempted. And this is what you should be telling the devil. Thou, thou shall not tempt the Lord thy God. Thou shall not tempt the Lord thy God's chosen children. Thou shall not tempt the Lord thy God's children. I choose to be chosen. 
And this is the day that the Lord has made. And I will be glad and rejoice in it in Jesus' name. Praise God. I thank you so much for listening to this message. I do. I praise God. But also I want to bring into mind as we close here to remember Daniel's son doubted until he did the movement. It's a move. Funny, you're moving. You're moving at something you complained about or didn't enjoy. Wax on, wax off. What have you done for jobs in the past? What were the details? Because God will use those things. Whatever that uncomfortable thing is, don't overlook it. You may be facing something or some things, a multitude of setbacks, various areas of acute concerns. Maybe you've become hope, hopeless. Maybe your hope is less than before. I charge and challenge you today to put all your energy into trusting God, trusting that God can handle anything. Wait, maybe not cockroaches in the kitchen, but everything else. No, even even and everything even that and everything God can handle anything nothing too big nothing too small nothing's too big for God trust and be joyful not hoping you know hoping I see someone hoping it's like moping they're walking around with their head down and it's like I was hoping that that would happen but it seems more like moping Instead of being hopeful, full of hope, full of joy, full of trust, knowing that God will see us through. Amen. Moping, not hoping. But if we can be full of hope, now that's the game changer. Are you ready to excel and win? This is your cycle. This is your cycle. This is your cycle. Of course, wax on, wax off. And that's not what it means. Praise God. Nothing's been overlooked. God sees you right where you're at. Come, Holy Spirit, come. We invite you to come right now. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father God, give us everything that you have in store for us. Don't leave anything out according to your mercies, your tenderness, your grace, and whatever you see that's right according to your vineyards in heaven. Open the floodgates, the healings, the breakthroughs, whatever it may be. Deliver us from ourselves. Deliver us from the enemy within, the inner me. Deliver us from from God anything that would hinder us from stepping into our purpose. Anything that Satan or any of his evil latching cohorts can hold against us in the courts of heaven. Any sin, stain, or blemish that's on our life. Anything in our bloodline. Set us free. Absolve and set us free. Let Jesus' blood speak on our behalf. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. We pray for our enemies, every nation upon nation. Pray for salvation to come to the world. To the world. Salvation to come to the world. To peace to be in our heart. No matter what course we're on, no matter what we're running through, no matter even if we're in combat, let peace be in our heart. We gotta do our job, but let peace be in our heart. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. 
peace be in our heart, Lord. Let you let us be full of joy. Let us be full of hope in you, Lord. As you answer our prayers, Father God, some people's prayers are being answered today in this very moment. The warmth all over their body, the mind is changing, the ideas are changing, the whole weight has been lifted off of them. They just they're just drowning with tears right now of, of joy and and relief. The relief. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Father God, if there's any theological error in this message, we pray that you make it straight. Father God, if there's anything going on behind the scenes around us, Father God, we pray that if anything's getting crooked and misplaced and there's there's all these weird things going on, Father God, we pray that you make it straight and straighten it out. Father God, if our minds are going someplace else with this, pray that you make it straight, point us in the right direction, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Thank you for this message. Thank you for these people. Continue to keep them safe and their families. We pray for traveling mercies of people who are traveling. We pray, Father God, for your grace. We pray for that you come through for people that need provisions, Father God, food, uh, sickness. People need healings, Father God. They need prayer for challenging things, Father God. We, we touch on those things, Father God. We pray that the Holy Spirit would intercede for those people that are asking those things right now as they think that the Holy Spirit would intercede for them in that in that and that we would just roll all of our cares up to you father god wherever we're lacking that you would fill that in and come shower us with your presence father god in jesus in jesus in jesus mighty name in nomine padre filia spiritus santos in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit both now and ever unto ages of ages may you walk into this dark world carrying the light of the gospel forevermore.